Hello wrestling fans, welcome to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you follow us and interact with us on our Twitter and even our Instagram, which is the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. There he is, back this week. Welcome back. All you need to do is just search on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you subscribe if you're not already. And if you are subscribed, share us with your friends. Tell them about our podcast and what makes us so special and awesome. And then you can even tell us by leaving us some feedback on your Apple Podcast app. You could give us a five-star review, maybe leave us a little comment. You know, we appreciate it. It also helps us. Tell us so. go fuck ourselves. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. As long <laughs> as this is five stars, you can say go fuck yourself. All right. So <laughs> we do appreciate any feedback on how you like the show or if you don't like it. If you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I am the ringleader of this group of Carney Smarks. Joining me this week, we have both of our co-hosts. We got the always ready as he'll ever be, Michael back. Hopefully he had a, a nice little week off. And, of course, our ratings killer, our sleepy Le Historion, Kevin. How are you guys doing today? Oh, just great. You know, Mike, I, I didn't get a good – well, hey, hey, I'm trying to talk here. Okay. I, I didn't get a good lead in last week to do the MOUSC, but I did close it out at the end. So I kept, I, I kept it alive for you somewhat. So. Someone has to. Yeah, God knows Jason will. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say it myself. That's that the de- that defeats the gimmick. Yeah, you got to do it in a different voice. It's like when Triple H wrestled that broom or, or mop in the middle of the ring to keep Raw going. <laughs> the show must go on. I guess very true. That was a long ass time ago. That was actually an entertaining match, though. I watched Triple H versus yeah. the mop. He's pretty good. All right, so how's everybody? Everybody's good then? Mike, do you have a good week off? Girlfriend's birthday? Get her anything special? Do anything fun? Um, I got her a trash can. Wow, romantic. There you go. <laughs> well, she, she's been actively wanting like one of those like really nice trash cans that like you step on the thing and it opens and closes slowly and, you know, isn't a, a, a shitty $5 trash can that, you know, is shitty. So I thought you got her a trash can. Be like, here, put this to use. So like she's Take super practical out. gifts. So I was like, all right, if that's what you want, that's what you want. I'm not gonna, I'm not lo- gonna argue it. As long as it's not a microcosm I mean, for your relationship, I guess that's all that matters. Oof. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did gather all of our friends and family together to get her a laptop because she wanted that as well. There you go. But, okay. All right. All right. Cool. But uh, I, 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 her other gift was a trash can. So right. there's that. Okay. So you crowdsourced one gift, and then you got a trash can with the other gift. I like it. Okay. All right. Exactly. <laughs> you can, never go, not you can never go wrong with a nice trash can. That's true. So. That's true. It's a gift that keeps on giving, really. I mean, when you when you really It is. It like, that trash can's going to outlast any other gift I'd get, get her. Yeah. <laughs> It'll outlast that laptop, that's for sure. <laughs> and Kevin, how's everybody doing in your house? Everything good? Yeah. Hanging in there, you know. All Same right. shit every day. I, I hear you. <laughs> hey, at least nobody's sick, right? Nobody, nobody dying of COVID over there, right? I'm honestly yeah. more shocked that you guys didn't get canceled while I was gone. <laughs> we were good. Shit. We didn't, we didn't drink, so that helped. Oh, uh, so you, you're only sober when I'm not around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean about me? Yeah. Well, we started I'm the show, and I, 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 op- I opened a can, and I, and I looked at Jason and said. Diet Coke, Jason. <laughs> I, I said we should either do it sober or get so drunk that it just ends up being a train wreck. So uh, yeah, we elected to go sober. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we'll go ahead and get everything kick started. So this week, what we're going to do is talk a little bit about NXT Takeover Vengeance Day. Uh, we get to react to what happened um, during and at the end of that pay per view, and then we'll start uh, previewing Elimination Chamber, give some predictions of how we think those matches are going to go, and then uh, right at the end, then I got a little bit of for or get for or against to kind of wrap things up with. So, uh, you guys ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Hell yeah! There we go. Let's. I, I, I'm so glad you guys are so full of energy. All right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, at least I'm looking at you. He's, like, painting his fingernails with glue or something. <laughs> That's <I'm> true. <laughs> do, doing something. He's doing I'm something. I'm paying attention. All right. This is, is going to be the point in the show where it starts, and then we find out later that he has to call 911 because he's glued his hand to his penis. <laughs> All <laughs> right. If I, had, if 
I had a dime for every time that happened. <laughs> you wouldn't need this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you wouldn't even know me. <laughs> All right, so moving on. NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day happened last Sunday uh, on Valentine's Day, and as predicted, it was one hell of a show. So we kick things off with the Dusty Women's Cup, and that match featured Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, going up against Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I uh, actually thought this was a pretty good match. Uh, CBS.com agreed with me. I'm um, curious what you guys thought. Yeah, I, I dug it. It was pretty cool. Pretty from, good match. From the clips I saw, it, yeah, it looked good. Cool. I still haven't, sat, still haven't sat down and watched it yet. Oh, God. You guys know we record a wrestling podcast, or it might help if you actually watch the product. Uh, but no... Um, <laughs> I mean, it was on Valentine's Day. Some of us aren't, you know, settled into a 50-year marriage where we don't have to try. We never really care about Valentine's Day even when we were dating, if I'm being 100% honest with you. It's not not a big deal to us. It's just, it's a stupid Lucky holiday you. that's made up by <laughs> corporations. So, anyway. Hallmark. Not wrong. <laughs> by, by Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. So, so, so really, I mean, it, it was it was definitely a good match. I, I think... Uh, I think we kind of thought Ember and Shotzi would get the win, but it ended up being Dakota and Raquel. Not really a surprise, I guess. I like that they're kind of billed as a tag team. I'm excited if, if Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax keep the tag team titles. I think I, I'm excited about that matchup. I think it's a good story to tell, too, because really Shayna Baszler kind of started the spiral for Dakota Kai that led her to where she's at now. You know, it was it was Shayna Baszler like stomping on her arm, kind of making her out to be this like weak little girl that kind of like started that whole downward spiral, which led into the elimination chamber, which led to her turning on Tegan Knox and everything like that. So I think and now she's got the big muscle with Raquel. So I, I think that, that tells a good story. So I'm I'd be excited to see that as a match. I don't know about you guys. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, people say WWE doesn't do long term booking. Here you go. Yeah. It may oh, yeah. not have been intentional, but it, it works. <laughs> I, th- I think before we even get fully into the card, like, I-, I think a lot of the stuff that happened on this card, especially at the end, is going to be such a shot in the arm for NXT. Like, and it's going to be s- it's so bad for AEW because this is really going to, like, kickstart some shit. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to get that out, out there before I forgot about it. But I don't know what you guys think, but... No, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I, I mean, I was going to actually make a point similar to that. Michael? Yeah, it's it's something. It's, it's, it's definitely something. It's something. Yeah. All right. All right, and then moving on to the match that I thought would steal the show, and really I, I, I think it did, and that was Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Um, man, such a good technical match, very back and forth. I thought these guys told a great story. Uh, just... Absolutely amazing. I, I would have loved to see Kushida get the win, but I thought Gargano, I, I, the way, the whole thing with the way, I think it tells a better story with him still having that title. So, you know, I, I can't be mad at the results, but man, that was a hell of a match. Yeah, I think probably, I don't know, match of the night, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, Michael and I both talked about it probably stealing the show until the main event, but I even think as, as far as a match goes, it was even a little bit better than that. Not in the main mm-hmm. event, what I thought was phenomenal. So, yeah, I definitely agree. But uh, and then uh, kind of moving on from there, we got the 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 men's finals of the Dusty Cup. We have the Grizzled Young Vets going up against MSK. MSK is a team that we don't really know a whole lot about. They kind of just burst on the scene. Some of the moves they were pulling out in that match were wow, just absolutely crazy. I was surprised they got the win. I, I would have thought Grizzled Young Vets would win it. This would just be kind of the coming out party for MSK, but they definitely got the win. And you know, these guys are two like childhood best <clears> friends, <throat> growing up together, uh, becoming a becoming a tag team in NXT. You could definitely see the influence of '90s tag teams like Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, on, on them and some of their move set. But they even pulled out stuff I've never seen before. Uh, they, at one point, um, I don't know if Kevin, if you watched, if you saw it, the one guy did like a. a so he had both both grizzled young vets were laying next to each other on the mat, and then dude did a standing moonsault, but oh, then his yeah. teammate yeah. pushed him, so he skipped over one guy and landed on the other. I mean, it's fucking mm. crazy. <laughs> it yeah, fun. I never really watched a lot of their stuff. I guess I mean they were big in Impact. Uh-huh. Um, I never really. I mean, <laughs> who follows it? But right. but they were they were a big time team there and. 
Um, I mean, right? All right. <laughs> so, poor, poor impact. They're, yeah. They're at least getting, you know, a little bit of a push being used and abused by AEW, right? right. Oh, and I was, I read something today, too, we'll talk about, too, if we talk about AEW or anything, that something that probably would be really good and interesting, but I heard it was, like, shut down. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, MSK, I mean, they're... Yeah, hell of a team. Jay, I, we didn't get many predictions right, did we? No, hardly. <laughs> I, was watching, I, was, I was watching the show. I'm like, God, we were wrong on a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think we I think we got almost every single match wrong, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> um, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think I I, I think um, then we pick Gargano. We picked Gargano. Yeah, right? I think we did pick Gargano. I think we. I, I think probably the only thing we picked. Yeah, we picked Gargano, and I think we. I think we picked Balor, but we were hoping P- that Pete Dunne would win or so. I don't know, one of the two. I don't remember, but that was a week ago. Who can remember that shit? But, uh, all right, cool. Well, moving on. Um, unless you got anything to add there, Michael? Again, still haven't sat down and watched the entire pay-per-view. Cool, so. all right. Uh, so now this segment's the- not for me. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get into the women's championship match. We had Io Shirai defending against Corilla de Tony Storm. And Mercedes Martinez. <laughs> so, um, I, again, I think this was another one that we, we didn't really get right. But uh, I thought this match was also really solid. As far as matches go, it might not have been the – it might have been the, the my my least favorite on the card. I don't know if it was just a triple threat theme or maybe it just didn't quite deliver. But there was some really cool spots in it. Um, but uh, EO eventually got the win, retained her title. So, Kev, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible, but I think I think we got this one right too. Oh, did we pick EO uh, on that one? I think we picked yeah, we picked EO on this one. Right now, at least I did. But yeah, it yeah, just, it, it wasn't it make terrible. Sense. So. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. I don't think for either of the other two to take the title from her. But uh, but yeah, it was a pretty yeah. decent match. You get a chance to watch that one, Michael. I did uh, watch a, a bunch of clips of that one just because you know my girl Tony in it. Uh, <laughs> right. I was I was a little <laughs> sad when she didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, because there was that that spot with the table where it just didn't want to give out, and I feel like that kind of killed the momentum, didn't it? Yeah, that that's right. There was that little spot there where Tony went to take the stuff off the table, and it just collapsed. And they mm-hmm. tried to play it off in commentary, like somebody hit it, either the match before or something like that, and it, they're like, oh, yeah, it was on, you know, barely, I think Wade Barrett was like, oh, it was barely standing after that or something, but it just, <laughs> the shit just fell over, and it just, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's like a gust of wind came and just yeah. knocked, it knocked it over like uh, a, a tiny big house. It looks to me that that table had some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that was it. <laughs> All right, and then we topped it off with the main event, and that was the NXT Championship match between Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Huge praise from Finn Balor in this match. Uh, I, I listened to an interview he did on Corey Graves' podcast, and he said that uh, that was the first time that he and Pete Dunne had ever locked up in a match, and he Pete Dunne is now top five on Finn's list of people he's ever been in the ring with. So some high praise there. That's, that, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I mean the match I thought was incredible. I, you know we talked we talked a lot about it last week. How much I love Pete Dunne's style, uh, just the joint manipulation, everything that they were doing with that. Just it looks so brutal and so crisp. And Finn sold everything so well, and you know really worked well for the comeback. I was a little surprised Finn won. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm glad that he did, and you know, especially after what happened, there's a lot more questions than answers when it comes to the NXT title picture. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, overall, I, I thought it was a phenomenal match. Yeah, I mean, I was a little shocked until obviously, like you said, we kind of figure out where they're going, and then it all made sense. But yeah, I mean, the match was okay. Match was okay for me. It, it, I think we might have overhyped it a little bit, maybe. So I mean, it wasn't terrible, but. Yeah, I got you. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't disappointing, I guess. CBS I gave it an A plus. So I mean, it, it, people outside of us definitely really liked the match. So I mean, it's not it's not like it it got poor reviews at all. What do you think of that? No, one? I mean, yeah, I mean, sorry, I, I I think it was a good match. I just mm-hmm. you know, no, I got you. Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, it's not the the best main event we've gotten in a takeover, but it's, it's far from the worst. It was, it was oh, yeah. still oh, a yeah. solid match. Oh yeah. Um, I, I will say though, given the ending, 
I don't know. I, I, if anything, the way, the fact that Finn went, wins makes even less sense for with the direction they were going, in my opinion. Well, it, 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 if you watch NXT, if you watch NXT the on Wednesday, oh, yeah. it made more sense though. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, from an aspect, now you've got this like pile of like murky, muddy story where you have to establish one faction, which is Pete Dunne and uh, uh, Pat Pals, and then you've got the two broken sections of Undisputed Era, and then you've got Finn Balor. So, like, you've got all of these these plot points you have to somehow connect or have them separate to make a decent story out of. And, like, I can understand maybe if they were going to have, you know, something Elimination Chamber, and then you have Cole, Roddy, uh, O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, Finn, and then maybe one of Pat's pals or some other random person then okay elimination chamber of those six people i could get behind it but right now it's just like where are they gonna go like are you gonna have a fatal four-way at mania weekend between cole o'reilly pete and finn or are you gonna separate that because finn was on on nxt was very pissed off at adam cole Hmm? who's still super kicking him and beating the fuck out of Kyle O'Reilly. So it just seems like I'm curious to see how they branch this off and make sense of it in the end. No, and I'm with you. And I think to Kevin's point, though, I think that that kind of makes things compelling. And I think that's going to get a lot of people to tune into NXT to kind of see where it goes, because it is because not only that, you have Kyrian Cross who's back, who never lost his title and had to relinquish it. So he has a claim on the NXT title. Kyle, 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 Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. I think for the time being is probably going to be out for a little bit, just because they did a whole stretcher job. Triple H came out and kind of sold. There was actually a lot of blowback on Twitter for the brutal beating that Kyle O'Reilly took and the fact that they stretchered him out and you know people were saying, oh, he had it was a great performance of his. Like, it almost led me to believe, like, because I saw all this before I watched NXT on Wednesday, and I was thinking that Undisputed Era swerved Finn, and that they beat up O'Reilly and laid him out, and they stretchered him out, and then he came back later, just the way that everybody was talking about it. Like, oh, he deserves an Emmy for that performance and stuff like that. So I was confused as hell, and then when I saw what happened, and, you know, it was Cole coming out, laying him out, and the way he, I guess maybe the the cell job that he did, just basically laying there motionless, mm-hmm. and, and everything kind of added to that, and people were mad about it. I'm like, dude, it's, it's wrestling. It's a story, like... I, I think How the reason they were mad far? about it is because they they sold it as if he was legitimately injured. Okay, that's the point. To sell it as but if here's he's the thing though, injured. like when you've got refs like calling out for the stretcher and stuff, that's not really used in this era. Okay, like it used to be. Yeah, it's not like the attitude era and the ruthless aggression where you ha- would have people on stretchers and they just get beaten against the uh, fucking ring post over and over again, like Zach Allen um, <laughs> or Rey Mysterio it, or Rey Mysterio. <laughs> So like he, you used to mess up that. <laughs> that All right me, then. That uh, shit makes me laugh every time I see it. I'm, and I just picture it in my head. I'm just swinging the stretcher at the pole like it's a bat. That shit cracked me up. Oh man! Sorry. All right. Wow. <laughs> this got off the rails. I'll, yeah. I'll mute. Go ahead. Um, your... what, what, what's in that? What's in that beer you're drinking? <laughs> right. Again, you're only sober when I'm not here. Um, so, uh, like, I fucking know where I was going with that. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> the fact that they like played off like he was legitimately injured, I think just upset people. Like, oh, it's still well, real to me, damn it. Yeah, it was. It was like because it, it wasn't played off. Like you, you could tell it was a work. It was very much like it looked like he was legit injured, and that meant that you know this is gonna shelf this story. And then they had to like, kind of like, have him even tweet about it, and have Cole like be a heel and tweet about it, so that way people realize, no, this is a work. This isn't. He's not legit injured. He's not gonna, you know, be out for six months, not able to continue this story. 
See, and I, and I'm I'm kind of mad about that because I would rather them keep kayfabe, let him be out for a couple of months. You know, I, I remember as a kid watching Earthquake sit on Hulk Hogan's chest and he was bleeding from his mouth and like he had to be carted off on a stretcher and like I remember like being visibly upset of that, like crying as a kid because of that or you know and, and writing a letter to the hospital to say get better. <laughs> Yes, uh, right here. There you go. That's how you, they got your mailing address. Well, I'm, I'm granted, sitting granted, up a couple granted, of fucking marks. Jesus Christ! Granted, I didn't know that he stayed at the the hospital. Was I'm guessing like right next door to Titan Towers. Right. So that's where the, that's where the address was. So <laughs> how about that? And then they sent you a merch catalog a couple of days later. Um, but, yeah. Hey. <laughs> but yeah. <Fire> shit. <laughs> but yeah, basically, like, but that's part of the the realism and. Stretcher jobs were way overdone, to your point. If they're used the correct way, they can really help tell a story. Because now when Kyle O'Reilly comes back and goes after Adam Cole, it's going to mean that much more. And you're going to be behind him that much more. because It would have it would have been better if Kyle O'Reilly just would have lost his smile. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or like think think about remember remember <laughs> speaking of losing the smile remember when he remember when Sean had that concussion angle when he went up against Owen Hart and he collapsed in the ring like that shit felt oh, real well that was real because he did get the shit beat out of him well right minutes, but so. he was fully re- <laughs> he was fully recovered by the time that this match happened and then he did that whole little pass out in the middle of the ring thing. And, you know, everybody thought, oh, my God, like, he, there's something seriously wrong with him. He was fine by that point. He didn't pass out. Like, it, but you didn't know that at the time. No, yeah, definitely. And, like, and to Kevin Nash's credit, he's, like, one of the guys that came up with that angle. Because he's the one that said that we all got to – everybody's got to break kayfabe. Like, everybody come out of the locker room. Heels, Vince, everybody's got to come out. So, like, yeah. yes, to their credit, like – it was one of those moments where you're like, eh, like I think that might something might be really wrong with him. Right. So, and, and there's other and, and and the funny thing is, is they didn't even do that on TV. That didn't air. So for people that are getting all and that's of, and that's what I if, if if I could get a word in, sorry. that's what people are upset about is you had all of these people who are working sorry, at Mike, the sorry, performance. Right, you're back. Yeah, I, apparently <laughs> I take one week off and I, I'm not even here. Um, so you have all these people who work at the performance center snapping photos and posting them online, acting like he's legitimately injured, having people who care about these performers and are concerned for them. Like there's a difference between, you know, a work where it's like, okay, that was convincing, but he seems like he's okay. And you, you legit do a shoot where you have people take grainy ass photos from the other side of plexiglass acting like he's legit hurt it, it's it's a little bit different, especially in an age like now where things like all the percussion, uh, percussion uh, concussion protocols and where injuries are taken more seriously because they actually try to protect the performers, unlike back in the Attitude Era where they were like, nah, have the rock hit McFoley 74 times with a chair in the head. It's fine. So it's, it's more so just people upset that they, you know, use that as an angle to, like, outside of the show. If it would have been done on the show, I guarantee it would have gotten no heat. Exactly. Well, there's still been some hurts marks, but the fact that it was done through other people's social medias, it, it it just became a little too real, and then for it to just be a work just comes off kind of shitty. And see, and and that's the thing, though, man. And and I think people are just being way too sensitive for this. That's the problem. You can't get away with shit like that anymore because everybody is smart to it. You can't you can't do, have the whole thing on TV because you know, oh, it's going to be a work. So. That's why you do something like this to make it seem more real and give it that air of and give it that that sense of realism. Like that's that's what wrestling is missing. So I I applaud Triple H and whoever came up with that idea for trying to bring some reality back to it to to spe- suspend your disbelief a little bit because for me, if I would have just saw those grainy pictures and people not made a big deal about it, like it maybe is really hurt. And then when he came back, it would mean all that much more. To, to your point, if, if it would have been done on TV, they would have gotten no heat from it, no buzz from it whatsoever, and it wouldn't have made a, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It's not going to be. It wouldn't have been the big deal that it could have been. And now that they've kind of basically you know pulled the curtain back and showed everybody, it's not going to be a big deal. But if they would have just stuck to their guns and let it play it out, 
I think it would have meant more and it would have been a better storyline. And Kyle Kyle O'Reilly would have been made a huge star coming out of it, especially if Adam Cole wins the NXT Championship from Finn Balor and all of a sudden O'Reilly is right there to beat the shit out of him and take it from him. It would have propelled that man to superstardom. I, I already love Kyle O'Reilly and I think he's he's getting there, but doing that storyline right the way they should have would have completely put a rocket up his ass. And now, because they've had to kind of dial it back because people are too sensitive on the internet, it, it's going to hurt that. I don't think it's going to hurt at all. Um, because it, today's wrestling, the the fans are not living in the attitude. They're not convinced of kayfabe because they do know what's behind the, the curtain. They aren't looking at it to be like, oh man, I want to actually legit think someone's injured so they can come back and make a, make a big return and I'll be like, ooh, no. They, you can kayfabe injure somebody and still have that big return and the fans are going to be excited that they're coming back because they like that wrestler. They don't need to have that kind of manipulation to it like they used to. They'd rather see shocking things happen that they wouldn't expect that go against the green rather than you having to pretend real life things are happening to it, try to get them talking about you. And, and and just to correct it, that's not Attitude Era stuff because Attitude Era already broke that. Like Attitude Era is pretty much what killed the kayfabe to begin with. Like that shit happened. It didn't go. All <laughs> all of that shit was kayfabe though. It was just they were a little more rugged about it. Uh, I don't know. Kevin, you got anywhere to weigh in on this? No, I got no uh, no argument for anything. So. <laughs> And I really thought you'd have my back there. I'll say this. I personally am not mad over the Kyle Riley thing. I don't care either way. I'm excited to see him versus Cole in the end, regardless if it's for the title or if it's just them duking it out on a takeover in some crazy fucking Gargano-level match. So it doesn't bother me. I'm just being devil's advocate and explaining to you that today's climate for wrestling is not what it was 20 years ago. And that's why people are upset about it, because you don't need to try to convince them it's real because they know it's not. And, you and, need to and, focus more on the fact that they want to be surprised. They want you to push people that they don't expect that you're going to push because they actually like those people. They want to see someone random win the Royal Rumble, not someone who they expect to win the Royal Rumble. They want someone who, like last year with, with Kofi Kingston in the Elimination Chamber, everyone was like, holy shit, Kofi's going to fucking win. Two years ago. So... What do you say? That was two years, two years ago. ago. But whatever. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. They want that unexpected outcome and things to happen. They don't want I know. you we, to try to trick we them. We all want Cesaro to win the Elimination Chamber this year. I get. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on from this. Uh, you know, if you have a. Only if he brings back that. Only if he brings back that awesome theme music. Yeah. Which one? He's had like seven. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> Alright, well, if you have an opinion one way or the other, make sure you share it with us. Tweet at us, at LiveYourGimmick, and let us know what you think. But let's go ahead and move on. Elimination Chamber is coming up this Sunday, so we go from a react to a preview. So I'm curious to get your guys' take on this card. So, newly announced tonight on SmackDown, I just happened to catch it on Twitter, we're going to have a women's tag team championship match. Nia Jax and her hole and Shayna Baszler are going to go up against... Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. So, looks like Bianca and Sasha are probably destined to be WrestleMania uh, opponents. So, why not put them together and have them win the tag team championship, right? Yeah, because that's what we do every year. Yeah. <laughs> or every other year. <clears throat> oh, Sean and Cena, you're going to main event WrestleMania 23? Let's put the world tag team titles on you. Yeah, they did why with, the fuck not? They did it with Sean and Austin. They did it with... Um, who else did they do it with? Uh, Mankind and somebody? I don't know. But yeah, Rock? Yeah, Mankind and Rock. I don't know. They, they did it with a lot of people. So, All right, what do you guys think? Do, do you think Nia and Shayna retain, or do you think it's going to go to Sasha and Bianca? I feel like if they give it to Sasha and Bianca, they are fucking stupider than I thought mm-hmm. because there's, there's this whole let's be buddies leading up to our big match thing is fucking stupid to begin with putting the tag titles on them. Okay, let's rehash the fucking rivalry from Bailey and Sasha that we just had where they're, you know, tag team champions, but they're also, you know, wanting each other's belts. Like, 
Let me ask yeah, you a question. Does this lead to a Naya or not Naya? What fucking Naya? Uh, uh, Sasha heel turn. Do you think going into the match that Sasha takes on that heel persona going against Bianca make it more compelling? I feel like she has to because you can't like Bianca has this huge like girlhood dream story going. You can't have her be the heel. That just that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, so like I feel like this match is literally the only purpose of this match is so. Sasha can turn on Bianca mid-match, losing the titles, mm-hmm. and she walks off. Or better yet, now this would actually be compelling, is if she turns on her, beats her up, and then Bianca goes into a handicap match and beats the other two and becomes the tag team champions by herself. Oh. That'd be interesting to see. I, I, I can see that happen. But yeah, I, I would like to. She could be Sasha. Bianca three belts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike didn't hear. Mike didn't hear my impersonation of Bianca last week. Oh, we, were, we were trying to talk about Smack. We we're trying to talk about SmackDown, and Jason's like, "I didn't catch any of it." I said, "Well, because we we're talking about the my hole," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah." He's like, "I don't think they're gonna, you know, replay that anymore." I said, "Oh no, no, it's on SmackDown tonight." So I said, "I said it all started with Sasha was in the ring and Bianca came down, and <laughs> Bianca came down the ring. And she started going, you know, hey girl." <laughs> I might be coming for your title. <laughs> Why did she turn into like some dumb hillbilly? I don't know. So that's that's my that's that's my Bianca impersonation. So, you missed. All right. So uh, Naya or Shayna? That was sober. That's that's okay. Michael okay. Naya or Shayna? N- Naya and Shayna, I, I mean, or I already, Sasha I, and Bianca. <laughs> Naya and, and Shayna. Like right. I said, the only way I'd be okay with it is if it's uh, Bianca becoming the sole champion. All right. What about you, Kev? Uh, uh, Nia and Shayna. All right. Or Nia or Shayna. Okay. Either way. Either way. Either way. I just, <laughs> I just want Bianca to just like punch Nia Jackson her hole and and just make a big deal about it and and have her just rolling <laughs> on the ground holding her ass, screaming my hole. <laughs> but did you see on SmackDown last week, Mike? So they oh, yeah. they they did it to her and she went. <laughs> yeah, she's like I can't say it. They'll bleep me out on YouTube again. And then she, um, oh man, I, the, the Naomi. Somebody did her theme music to her saying it over and over again. That was pretty damn funny. I think I sent that to you. Didn't yeah, I? yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, <laughs> Jerry Lawler's tweet that I sent you guys of the sky with a big like hole in the clouds, and he goes, "I saw this and immediately thought of Nia Jax." Oh, so that's just been really funny. Yeah. Uh, all right, so moving on. Outside the Elimination Chambers, we only have one other match, and that's a U.S. Championship match, and that's Lashley, who's going to be defending his title against at least Riddle and possibly Keith Lee as well. Uh, Keith Lee has not been able to be on TV, possibly COVID issues, um, so that they weren't 100% sure if Keith Lee was going to be a part of it, but uh, it's going to be Lashley versus Riddle and potentially Keith Lee. So assuming Keith Lee is in the match, who is winning? Uh, Bobby Lashley, unfortunately. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my pick, Bobby Lashley. All right, so I'm going to go a different direction with this, right? Um, because I, after seeing... I'm going to say it's probably going to be Keith Lee if he's in it. Um, if he's not, then I, I think it's going to be Riddle. And the reason I'm saying that, though, is because I think they're going to get the title off Lashley. Because with... With with uh, McIntyre defending his in the Elimination Chamber, um, and Edge possibly picking Roman Reigns, especially what happened on SmackDown, I could potentially see them trying to get the U.S. title off of Lashley to put him as a contender for the World Championship against Drew McIntyre. Because they need that monster heel, I think, to go against him. And I'm sorry, but with the participation, the participants in the Elimination Chamber, outside of the matches that we've already seen, I just don't care about any of them. I really don't want to see Sheamus versus versus McIntyre is a WrestleMania match. So unless McIntyre, I'm completely off and McIntyre loses the match, I, 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 I could see Lashley being his contender for WrestleMania. That's reasonable. I can, yeah. I can see that. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad I'm such a good booker that you guys agree with everything I say. It's awesome. <laughs> no, I can see it, but I can see it, but it doesn't. As long well as you don't put some fucking fake shoot stuff in your booking. Oh, you're right, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can I can see that, but does that really get you guys excited? I mean, Lashley and McIntyre. Yes. Um, I mean, 
it's only because MVP can sell that match. MVP yeah. can convince me to give a shit about Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. If it was, if we were a year ago and the hurt business didn't exist yet, I, I'd probably be like, nah. But I feel like MVP has has made this hurt business angle absolutely fantastic, and I I feel like he can bring the best out of both of those two to where I'll actually give a shit about Drew McIntyre match for a change. Yeah, and and for me, I, I agree with 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 what Mike said and addition to that too Lashley has just been on another level with his viciousness and just the overall swagger that he's had like you Kevin you used to tell me about how good of a heel he was in TNA slash impact and and for me I never was like I just couldn't see it like I just didn't I didn't see it and even when he started to kind of turn heel a little bit in WWE before he got with the Hurt Business I still, like, the whole thing with Rusev and all that, like, I just didn't, it, it just wasn't for me, right? Like, he just didn't, he didn't appear that. Now, with this whole Hurt Business persona and just the way that he's carrying himself, I'm all in on, on Bobby Lashley. Like, he he is on a different level to me right now. And honestly, I can't see anybody else on Raw. Like, to me, there is not a single competitor on Raw that could be a threat to Drew McIntyre except for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and that's the thing. But they need to like let him like he's he could be a good talker. Like mm-hmm. he was a good talker over there, and like did some amazing things. And like I think maybe this is a little bit of the beginnings of it. But like they almost we need that like that Bobby Lashley. Like he had his you know his whole crew with him and everything. So like if we get that Bobby Lashley, which I think you're seeing glimpses of it and you're on the verge of it, then I'm all for it. And him being WWE champion, top guy on that show. So definitely, but like, but, but Mike did like bring up a good point. The whole, like if it's Bobby Lashley, like, "Eh, yeah, I'm Bobby Lashley. eh," Then no, not so excited about, but if we get the other Bobby Lashley, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right, cool. And then we're going to have a, um, then we're going to have the Elimination Chamber matches. So we'll start with the WWE Championship match. Now, this one is actually for the WWE Championship. And in this match, the participants now are Drew McIntyre, obviously defending his championship. You got Sheamus. You got the phenomenal AJ Styles. You got the legend killer, Randy Orton. The charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. And, of course, you got Kofi Kingston, man, going up against... Going up in this elimination chamber, so we we know from Raw. I don't know what was worse: your 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 pothead Spencer's employee Jeff Hardy, or your 2011 still not Caribbean or Kofi Kingston, like <laughs> whatever. Wait, wait a or second. Jamaican, not Caribbean. Wait a second. Right. Aren't you Jamaican? You're Jamaican. That's what it was. Triple H. Uh, that's great. That was Sean, wasn't it? No, it was Triple H. Yeah, they're all like, H, in a yeah. serious conversation. Yeah, because they were all arguing, and he's like, oh, guys, guys, let's just... And then and Triple H just looks at him, and he's like, aren't you Jamaican? <laughs> oh, man. Good shit. Anyway, all right. So so that being said, though, uh, you know, we, we know from Raw that Sheamus is going to be the last participant that's going to come out of the pod. So he, he won that honor by beating Drew McIntyre on uh, in the gauntlet match on Raw. So, that being said, uh, Kofi kind of got added because Miz gave up his spot. Miz is like, you know what, I'm money in the bank. I have the money in the bank. I don't need to be in this match, so I'm not going to be in it. And he tried to give the spot to John Morrison, but then they were like, nah, you're not doing that. We're going to put Kofi in it. Uh, or Kofi beat the Miz to win his way into it. So, Kofi had to compete twice. He was a part of the gauntlet match, too. So, but what do you guys think? Does Drew McIntyre walk away with his championship, or do, do you think we see a title switch here? Uh, I I don't even know anymore. Like, I I just I I can't imagine them at this point taking it off of Drew. Like, the fact that they already took it off him once and gave it to Orton within a year of him winning it was surprising. So like, I just I can't imagine them doing it again, especially a month and a half before Mania. So I'm assuming Drew's going to win. In a perfect world, what I'd like to happen is he's celebrating. They're taking everybody out of the the match or out of the chamber. 
and then Miz and Morrison jump him, and Miz cashes in, and, and then if Lashley isn't going to be his opponent, I would love to see Miz be his opponent because Miz is actually entertaining enough to to keep me interested at Mania as well. I can agree with you there. I would I would be fine with with that scenario happening. I you know, and when I say you know, the Miz is a heel that you can put up against him because Miz can sell that match with his mouth. So he, he's just not a physically imposing heel like right. Bobby Lashley. If you had to have a legit fight between him and and uh, Drew McIntyre, you could see Bobby Lashley taking his ass out. Mm-hmm. He's a big motherfucker. Miz, Miz has a dad bod. If he went up against Drew McIntyre, he'd be on the ground in a matter of seconds. So, like, I, I get where you were coming from. I just feel like he he can find a way to make it work to where it's like, oh, he's that as uh, as Kevin would so elegantly put, he's that cocksucker heel yeah. who's going to do whatever it takes to keep his championship or to get the championship. And, and he so. has Morrison there to help him out too, so that that creates yeah. a little bit more of a factor as well. So, and they could just they could just hire um, AJ's big giant motherfucker to come help him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little almost in there. Man, he freaking yeah. killed Xavier Woods on uh, on Raw. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, had him by the throat, and he chokeslammed him on the other side of the barricade, like, on the floor. It was crazy. Uh, it's like, well, there goes his career on G4. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to be doing it in a wheelchair. And he, like, he, he, didn't, he just he held him in the air for what seemed like, close to a minute and then walked him over there and then dropped him like it wasn't just like he held him up and dropped him like he literally carried him with one arm that was no uh that was no undertaker chokeslam that was uh that was that was something else and and just imagine if how long that looked to us imagine being xavier woods yeah every second felt like a week of his life probably like you know how triple h used to post really well on the undertaker's chokeslam Mm-hmm. It was like that, except he held him there for like a good thirty yeah. seconds <laughs> and walked with him. Um, so, uh, so you're saying McIntyre then with a Miz cash in at the end? That's yeah, that's what I'd like to see. All right, Kevin, what do you got for us? Um, I could see that. I think that would be the eat. It's I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Okay, I wouldn't mind seeing it if I wasn't expecting to see it. Right. That that that's my only thing is that I'm expecting to see it, so it doesn't make me as excited. Right. So I'm gonna say McIntyre wins, but Miz gets involved somehow with like Mania or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you think they're uh, gonna do a Seth Rollins run in for for Miz and Mania? I don't know about that. I think like honestly, I think what would be good for Miz is if him just saying, "No, I'm cashing this in at Mania. I'm challenging." You think I'm a bitch and this and that? I'm gonna take and he, and he takes the title from him. As much okay. as I, I'd love the the end result, that would be so out of character for Miz. And exactly, I don't see it being realistic. Is he doesn't do it? He's out there having the dirt sheet with John Morrison and they're talking to Drew and Drew's calling him a pussy or whatever fucking PG thing they have to do to, to, to call him and Morrison like does the whole like buddy thing where he's like no nah, man you don't know what you're talking about this is Miz he's awesome and he's gonna whoop your ass at Wrestlemania he's gonna he's gonna challenge you he's gonna use that right there and he's gonna cash it in right now to face your Wrestlemania isn't that right and Miz is just like yeah and he's like wait and then it's like already too late. He's already sorry, pop, like done it, and now he now he's tied into the main event. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, but I can also kind of see what Kevin's saying though too. Just because Miz has already been getting a lot of that, you know, people doubting him, people kind of getting in his face. And if you remember from his amazing promo he cut on Talking Smack a few years ago on Daniel Bryan, he has that ability to kind of be that hothead and, and get that fire mm-hmm. underneath him. So I could almost see him doing something similar on his own mm-hmm. and just saying, look, I'm sick of being told that I'm not good enough. I'm sick of being told I can't do this. I made the Intercontinental Championship relevant again. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm the mids. I'm cashing in at Russell. I, I could see him doing it that way too. Because- but yeah, even doing it like a promo, it doesn't have to be like his, you know, like the Talking Smack promo. Mm-hmm. It could be something like come out and be like, you know, say it's a right after it's on raw and he's like so you don't think i'm serious you don't take me serious you don't think that i'm a threat you don't you know what i mean and and then go through that whole montage of that and say 
and now I'm coming out and I'm cashing this in and I'm going to take that damn title from you. You know what I mean? Something yeah semi you know i'm gonna have my wrestlemania moment yeah yeah something something i actually remember it this time (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah and not have it stolen by the rock so (laughs) i i i am all for that but here's my caveat it has to cold open raw all right i like it yes all right the show can't end the show has to be the show goes in the air you don't hear michael cole or anybody it's just him staying in the ring or him walking out with cuts the promo does it and then yep, it walks out. That's exactly how I would book it. Yeah, him walking out with no music and just come out there and just just talk. I'd like, in there. I'd like that. Okay. All right. Cool. Stand. We totally just booked the world championship angle. So hopefully somebody in Stanford. Yeah. Hopefully somebody yeah. in Stanford's listening. Bruce Pritchard. Anyway. All right. So. <laughs> <Conrad>. <laughs> all right. So then you know we we have basically two matches left, right? So we got the universal. Oh, oh Sam's here. <laughs> We have the Universal Championship number one contender match. We have Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro and versus my favorite King Corbin. The winner of that match immediately gets to face the big dog, the head of the table, Mr. Roman Reigns right after that match. So this Wait, is kind right of after that match. So at English Chamber? yeah. So literally, yeah. so they win the match. Literally they right face after. Roman Reigns. That's the that's the stipulation. Damn. For yes. Yeah. So oh that, my god. So, okay. So so I, I've got I've got a fantasy book here. Okay. All right. So Jay wins the match. Okay. They lift the chamber. Roman comes out. The bell right before the bell rings. Edge shows up, spears him, spears him again. And then Spears, uh, fucking what, the Uso, yeah. drags him over top of him, leaves the bell rings, one, two, three, <laughs> Uso is the champion. That would be, that would be fucking amazing. That would and the be. Edge is like, I guess I'm taking on him at Mania. That would be, <laughs> that would be awesome. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. That, oh, hold on, hold on a second. What the fuck? Especially since you just said that the go-home show of SmackDown had him spearing at Edge. So like yeah. I feel like that goes full circle. That would be that would be fucking awesome if that happened. Oh man! Hey, uh, to anybody listening to this, I, I, w- I apologize. My somehow my Among Us application just opened. So if you hear some weird audio in the background there, that's what that was. So <laughs> Jason's over here, like man, that that storyline sounds real sus. I don't know about this, guys. No, no, I I like that. So orange vent. But even what else would be good too, Mike, is that let's say he doesn't spear Ju so. And he just spears Roman like into oblivion. What does Jay do? Right. Does Jay pin him? Or does Jay pull the lifeless Roman on top of him? Right. You know what I mean? Like so so it would have to be he spears both of them. Yeah. Like Mike said. Yeah. Whew, man. That's good. So is that your prediction then, Mike? Is that what you're going with? That's my prediction. That's what I'm going with. Alright. Uso wins and then Roman comes out and Edge fucks him over and, and makes Uso champion. All right, so. And you see Paul Heyman in the corner going, right. with his hands over his face like he did when uh, Brock beat Taker. All right, what do you got for us, Kev? Um, I'm actually going with the very stale prediction. I think Kevin Owens wins and faces Roman afterwards. Okay. And who, you know, who puts wins? up a fight. And a... Who wins that match? Roman. Roman wins. Roman wins. All right. Yeah, Roman must pose. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with the bold prediction and say Cesaro wins it, just because I, I feel like Cesaro's getting some momentum, being a part of this match. I, I think it, it, it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be KO. I think it's either gonna be Cesaro or it's gonna be or it's gonna be Daniel Bryan that faces Roman. So I think one of those two will win, and that could I I don't know that or fucking Edge just joins the elimination chamber, takes somebody out, and takes their spot and wins it, but. Um, Damn man, I don't know. Like I feel like I, I feel like I, I want to see something kind of unpredictable in a match we've never seen before, and I'd like to see Cesaro win the match and go up against uh, Roman Reigns at the end of it. I think that'd be fun. So I'm, I mean, I'm just like, gonna say Cesaro. Roman, Roman's they, gonna Roman's, win, but they've done such they've done such a good job with this. Like this is like the only match like I would care to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just so it's just so compelling. Like with. I mean, we talked about last week, Jason. Like, I don't know. Did you catch SmackDown last week, Mike? When Roman um, and I... I feel like I watched it, but 
I, I my memory's bad. I'm getting old finally, so. <laughs> but like when when Roman announced it or whatever, and he's just sitting there, and he's got the belt over his shoulder, and he just goes like this. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> just so fucking like, wiping the salt away. <laughs> yep, it was fucking great. All right, cool. All right, so those were our elimination chamber predictions. Tell us what you think. Tweet at us at Live Your Gimmick. Let us know if you agree, disagree, or if you watch the show and you listen to us and you can say how wrong we were, how right we were, whatever. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. So moving on, last segment of the show. My favorite segment. It's our new criti- critically acclaimed for or against. So I got a few different topics for you guys. I'm really curious to get your take on what Wait, you think. Have people actually like said that they like it? Yeah, tons of people. Jason, Jason did. It's, it's, oh, Jason, are you I making like kayfabe it. accounts and, and commenting on it? It's, it's getting, it's I getting like huge. It's getting huge feedback from from listeners. I, I listen. I had a funny one last week, Mike. Don't take this personal or anything. <laughs> I, I just want, I just want to make sure. Uh-huh. Um, I, I said, Jason, I have a four against you. I said it's pretty big. And he's like, "All right, go ahead." And I said, "Four or against Mike coming back to the show." <laughs> like, I mean, in all, in all, I'm kidding. In I'm fairness, I was good. for it. And of course, he said against. Uh, hence, why you guys can't stay sober when I'm on the show. No, I, I, I was for it because you know you, you, bring something to the table. I, I don't, know. yeah, I, I, I don't know right. what someone has to bring humor bring, that doesn't involve like you know terrible, you know racist or other things all right all right all right let's move on then for or against so first one i have on here so we've had kind of a a uh, this kind of started with seth rollins a few years ago and it was kind of a big breakout for him and then it kind of moved on to kofi and kind of helped kickstart kofi mania and and since then it's kind of helped revitalize nakamura a bit and and even you know even a few other guys so gauntlet matches for or against I'm for them. They're entertaining, and then you always have like one guy who really sticks out, and then sometimes he gets noticed by the powers to be, and they strap the rocket to him. Yeah, definitely. Kevin? <clears throat> yeah, I'm for him. All right. Cool. No explanation needed. All right. Alexa Bliss taking over the entire Thunderdome, for or against? I, I'm for it. I love this fucking angle with, with her her and the, the fucking satanic circle ritual of trying to bring the fiend back to life. Yeah. That was great. I, I can't wait. I really think we see the the fiend at Elimination Chamber in some way, shape, or form. Maybe, we have to at this point. Maybe he doesn't make an appearance, but maybe there's just like the veiled thread of it or something. I don't know, but it's boiling up. I, I'm curious if we'll actually see him appear in the chamber, or maybe he'll like flash in there for a second, and then flash out. I don't know, but. Uh, I, I just think uh, it, it's got it's it's coming. He's he's gonna be back. He, here he soon. has to show up. He has to show up in the middle of the match. He has to take out Orton, and and you know keep this going because I, if we wait any longer, there's gonna be a bunch of us with erections who have to go to the hospital because it's lasted more than four hours. Like, come on, guys. This but we we need to start like getting get getting away from you know the foreplay and let's get into the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Alexa Bliss taking um, over the Thunderdome. I'm, I have no opinion either way, I guess. Okay. <laughs> this is just kind of a dumb I, one. I, 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 like I, I, lo- I love the theme, but I'm not... I don't know. Alexa Bliss is okay sometimes, but I'm not crazy about... Okay. This is my personal opinion. Right. I, I like you even less now, somehow. <laughs> I, I just... I don't know. I just, like... I think it's a great idea, great concept, but, like... And I can't even think of who it would be, but I think somebody else could do a better job. If you can't think of anyone else, then is that a true story? I think she's done a phenomenal mm-hmm. job with this whole role. I, I've really yeah. enjoyed it, it. It's okay. I, I just... I don't know. I guess, I, I guess Especially she did. the I, shit with her transforming back to her, like, old gimmicks, and then, like... I know, but when back you and... get back to a live crowd, how the fuck are you going to do that shit? So why even do that? Well, that's why they're doing it now, because they, they well, can that's... kayfabe it and make it they're work. versus fun with it. They're making an entertaining television show. Uh... Yeah, they're fucking, they're leading into the fact that they don't have to deal with a live crowd ruining everything. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they could never have live crowds again, and it would be better off. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not mad at it. I like what they're doing. Right. I feel like Mania and Rumble are the only two times I'm like, okay, maybe we need a live crowd beyond that. And the night after Mania. But beyond that, I'm like, yeah. I like the fucking storytelling like this ten times better than the shit we normally get. Like, when she transformed during that match against, um, was it Asuka? Where she, it's Asuka. Where she transformed back to 
her her regular old, old self, Alexa Bliss, and she yeah. looked scared and confused over where she was. Like that shit was mm-hmm. crazy, man. Like she was just like, right? like she had no idea. She was like completely scared, and then all of a sudden she switched back. Like that was that was insane to me. I love the way that they did that, and she's played that character very very well. I mean, like her or hate her. You can't deny that her acting skills and how she's actually portrayed the character has has been has been good. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. she sells it. Yeah, she does, and she's doing a great job of selling the fiend's gimmick without the fucking fiend. Right for three months. Yeah, has it been that long? It's been at least two because it, it was it was before back in like November or December. Uh, I guess you're right. Whenever TLC was, I think TLC was the beginning of December. All right, so because of the two pay-per-views, we've been talking a shit ton of WWE today. So I got, I got a couple things from AEW in there. Um, so I, I'm going to hit you with this one first. I'm going to kind of skip how I have it in here. For, for or against Sting taking a powerbomb on Dynamite? Against? Brian, yeah, Brian Cage. Powerbomb the shit out of Sting. Just, you know, I know it's a way to build the match that they're going to have at Revolution. I get that. Man, I it, it just... You know, people talk about Kyle O'Reilly and that whole thing. Like that, that, that bothered me more than anything. Just seeing him take that and not even as a part of a match, and it's like, oh man, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's. It, I I could hear the Apache helicopters, like the PTSD kicked in in full force, and it didn't even like, it, and, and it didn't even look like Brian like laid him down gently either. Like he drove oh no, him home. he flattened his ass out. <laughs> And Sting didn't land like like when you fall, you're supposed to expand yourself to like. Take as yeah, much impact he, he away his, from. He had his arm. He definitely like in. crunched in, and I'm like, no, that. Oh god, yeah. you're gonna kill an old man in the ring. This is what we feared for the Undertaker for the past five years. Kevin, what was your opinion on that? Um, I'm for it. I like seeing him get fucking hurt. Wow, dark. Kevin's <laughs> <laughs> the guy who like sits outside of the senior center, just waiting for the ambulance to show up to stretch out some old folks. He'd be like, yeah, you're fucking dead. <laughs> All right, and then a very unique match was announced at the end of Dynamite for or against a United States barbed wire explosion death match. Uh, I mean, I don't need it. But why not? Because because I'm not a mark for violence. Like, as much as... I mean, AEW's whole thing at the beginning was let the past die, and all they're doing is fucking reliving it. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I personally have never really sought out these matches. I know that Cactus Jack was in a bunch of them, and Terry Funk, and you know, I I never really got into the whole Japanese death match thing because it just isn't my cup of tea. I get mm-hmm. John Moxley wanting to be a part of a match like that. Kenny Omega is a little surprising to me, but I, I maybe I don't know enough about his background to, to understand. I that. mean, he how many years did he spend in Japan? Yeah, he so did, he's probably he like, did. fuck yeah, this sounds great. Like but to be a part of that, having explosions, <sighs> dude, working with barbed wire first of all is never safe. I mean, those guys can nick an artery. I mean, how close did Terry Funk come to dying one time? And well, that, well, to, to that, that was actual barbed wire. They didn't gimmick it. So yeah, I'm I'm assuming this barbed wire will, will be gimmicked, but like. The that, that jokes on you. AEW's not very good at gimmicking their weapons. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Or, but... or planning out falls very well. So I'm sure this will go swimmingly, and they won't accidentally kill one of their world champions. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just it's like I said, it's just not my cup of tea. I'll watch it just to see what happens. I, I'll admit that I'll watch it just to see it. I'm not going to not watch it because I want to watch the pay-per-view because there's other matches on the pay-per-view that, that are appealing to me. But I, I'm just... Jesus is like that guy who watches train wrecks. He's like, I don't want to watch people die, but I just can't not watch it. <laughs> no, it, it just, you know, it, it, one, because I've never seen one before. So if they're going to do it at the show, why not watch it? You know, whatever. But... I, I just don't know if it's really going to appeal to me because, like I said, it's not really my cup of tea. And and talking about suspending kayfabe and disbelief, like you know they're not really explosions. You know that it's gimmicked barbed wire. So it, it just seems to me like it's just, it's a lot of overkill for, for just to have a match. But Nah, man. AEW's real. That WWE shit's fake. Yeah, I don't know. Kevin, what do you think? You excited about it? Um, I'm not, like, excited about it, but, like, I mean... I'll watch it. 
Yeah, totally the straight. You want to watch an 65-year-old man get murdered, but you, two dudes beating his shit out of their barbed wires. That's beyond the line. That's that's too far for you. All right. No comment. All right. He's too busy gluing his nails back together. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. All right. I'm glad we... That looks at how I'm Kevin ripped I'm, off his force. I'm glad game. our show's interrupting Kevin's craft time. All right. Um... <laughs> He's hanging out at the senior center. So moving on to NXT, uh, just a couple of quick things there. I, I guess we are we won't talk about the Cole and O'Reilly thing because we already had that debate a while ago. So the only thing I got out of NXT is for or against Dexter Loomis just straight up kidnapping people. I'm 100% <laughs> for it. It's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like, he just yeah. abducts motherfuckers and leaves them in his trunk. Like it's just it's a weird gimmick, but I'm I, I'm for it. Yeah, like it should be like an uh, everyday occurrence. Yeah, and he, and he had that he drove that white van on NXT and Gargano like what and found Austin Theory in it, and for some reason Austin Theory was in his boxers tied up with like electric like uh, electrical cords and hopping or like. Johnny didn't untie him. He brought him out to the arena, still tied up. Like, <laughs> no, you don't want to accidentally trigger anything. And he was like, he was like hopping around. He had a big smile on his face. Now, Roderick Strong at least was traumatized by the experience. Austin Theory just like seemed like he was too stupid to know what happened. <laughs> hey, don't kink shame him. No, I'm for it though. I think it's I, I think it's great. I love the Dexter Lewis. Clearly, character. Austin Theory's for it too. I guess so. Yeah. All right. The one last thing, uh, and this just happened as a result of SmackDown: for or against the heel Apollo Cruz. I'm for it. I mean, he, he's got to be at least mildly interesting as a as a heel because he's certainly not interesting as a face. I yeah, to say. I'm for it because he sucks in the face right now. So. I feel like the only way is up at this point. Because if he's just going to be a flat line, then yeah. he should have been released a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The way the way that I saw it on Twitter is somebody posted that Apollo Crews finally lost the smile. Oh. <laughs> Tie that back to Kevin's comment oh, from earlier. Was that person Kevin Weekly? Yeah, it was not. I mean, he's fucked. Somebody's fucking stealing my shit out there. Killer 69. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was all I had for four against. You guys got anything before we wrap it up? Um, Are you for or against Kevin getting kidnapped and left in your basement tied up with with a battery clipped to his nipples? Oh, I'd be totally for for that. A hundred percent. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That was too good. All right, Kevin's trying to come up with something more pleasant. No, I just, no, I'm just trying. I try to remember what the four against the other four against I had last week. I said I wanted to ask Mike, but I don't know. Well, this show's kind of slowed up, so take it away, Jason. All right, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, thank you for listening. Hell of a segue. Thank you for listening, listening to this week's show. Uh, make sure that you do check us out on our socials. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Live Your Gimmick. Make sure that you tweet at us. Give us some feedback. Uh, we actually will take suggestions for our for or against segment. And if you suggest one, if you tweet it to us, we'll actually shout you out on the show, and you'll get a follow from us. So make sure. Please don't call you a stupid fucking smark. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I think we're saying, and we'll do absolutely nothing. <laughs> wow. No, we'll give you a follow and shout you out on the show. So uh, tweet us your for or against so we, we have them for next week. So I think it's I, I think it could be fun to get some, some listener interaction on this. So outside of that, uh, Michael, you got anything you want to plug? You got anything coming up on Modern Toy Fair? Of course I have things to plug. I am I am a plug or <laughs> Yeah. So you can catch me over at Modern Toy Fair on, at youtube.com forward slash Modern Toy Fair. We've got the news every Friday with me and Jamar and then reviews twice a week, Monday and Wednesday. And if you enjoy action figure photography, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Modern Toy Fair. And then, of course, I always have wonderful shirts you can purchase to give me your money over at tpublic.com. You can search Gimmick Minute, Modern Toy Fair, Why Are You a Gamer?, any of the other podcasts we've ever done, even including that old dead one 
Fanboy Fight Club, and it'll take you to those shirts and a little blue link with my store name will take you to my store where I have a bunch of other designs. So go check that out. Oh, well, Birdie told me you're replacing Jamar in Modern Toy Fair. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, thank you guys for listening Thanks. again to this week's episode of the show. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. For Michael, for Kevin, I am Jason, reminding all of you smarks out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Get abducted. What? <laughs> <laughs>